0: welcome to the simply resilient podcast episode number 45 the balanced life myth my name is jesse ellertson and i am a life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you this podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process if you are ready to thrive while your husband is away then you are in the right place Our battle buddy moment for this episode is a review for the podcast from Amy Jukes. And her title is Love This Podcast and Jessie. She says, simply resilient is the best combination of feeling like you're getting advice from a close girlfriend and meeting with a trained professional. Jesse is warm and confident and has such a great perspective on how to face challenges with optimism head on. Thank you so much for that review, Amy. Today we are talking about what it means to live a balanced life, to feel balanced in your life. And I feel like I've identified two main myths when it comes to this topic. So the first myth is that balance is a result that we arrive at. And if you understand the model, which is that we have circumstances in our lives We have thoughts about those circumstances which lead to how we feel about those circumstances which then fuels our action that we take in regards to those circumstances which then creates the results we're getting and we love to show ourselves how our thoughts are what are creating our results. Our circumstances never create our results, it's always our thoughts and a myth when it comes to living a balanced life, to feeling like your life is in balance is that the balance is achieved in the R line. But what I'm here to you about today is that the balance, feeling balanced is actually in the F line. And the reason that's so important to understand is when we believe that feeling balanced comes in our result line, then we're really focused on the actions that we take to achieve that result, to achieve the result of feeling balanced. But when we focus on feeling balanced being in the F line, the feeling line, then we can be focused on the thoughts that we think in order to create feeling balanced And then take action from there and achieve whatever results it is that we're trying to achieve. So when what I used to do before I understood all this was, like I said, I would try to take all kinds of actions to create this feeling of balance in my life. My life would be feeling out of balance, too heavy in one area or another, certain areas getting neglected. And I would just think, what can I do? What can I change? What action can I take? to get my life back in balance. And what I didn't realize was that I was thinking all kinds of unbalanced thoughts. And that's why I was feeling unbalanced. And from that feeling of unbalanced, it fueled all kinds of actions that created the unbalance even more, which then gave me that result. So some examples of unbalanced thoughts versus balanced thoughts would be something like this. If you are feeling unbalanced, I'm not even sure if that's the opposite of the word balance, but we're going to go with it. Uh, You might be thinking things like, I'm too busy, or I need more time, or this is too hard, or I can't have it both ways. I have to choose one or the other. I can be successful here or here, but not both. Or maybe I'm doing this wrong or I'm a mess. Now contrast that with thinking more balanced thoughts to create that feeling of balance. And then imagine taking your actions from that feeling instead. And some of these thoughts might be something like, I know how to manage my priorities or I make time for what is important. One of my favorites that is still hard for me to believe, but I'm working on it, is I have plenty of time. I spend my time wisely is another great one. And one of my favorites is I'm such a good mom. My lower brain really likes to offer me that, oh, if, I, you know, if I'm working hard, that must mean I'm not a good mom. Instead, I say I work hard and I'm an amazing mom. I do both. It feels so good. So I want to give you a couple of examples of what applying this might look like. If we are taking a look at our lives and feeling like our personal care is getting neglected and other things are dominating over that. And so we've identified that imbalance in our life. Oh, imbalanced. I think that's the opposite of balance, not unbalanced, but either way, I think both words work. Anyway, so we might identify oh, I've really been neglecting my self-care. So in order to create balance in my life, I'm gonna take some actions to put more importance on my self-care to bring it back into balance. So if the action to take was going on a girl's trip, you know, the opportunity to go on a girl's trip comes up and you can decide whether to go or not. And there's two ways you can approach this. So I would suggest that if you were approaching this from feeling imbalanced, now I can't stop thinking about that word, imbalanced, but trying to take action to solve that imbalance, then you would be having thoughts like, oh, this will solve everything. Going on this girl's trip will solve everything. Then I'll feel in balance again. And it's almost like a little lie we're telling ourselves of, you know, I've got a big problem in my life, but going on this girl's trip will solve everything. And when I get back, I'll be all in balance again, as opposed to cleaning up your thinking first about the state of your life, the state of your self-care, the state of your ability to manage your life and your self-care and your workload and your family and all those things. Clean up the way you think about that and then go on the girl's trip. So you might be thinking something like, this is how I take care of me by going on this girl's trip. Either way, you're going to end up going on the girl's trip. But one way you're saying to yourself, taking this action will bring me balance. And the other way you're saying, I bring me balance with my thoughts, I create the feeling of balance with my thoughts, and then I take actions like going on a girl's trip semi-regularly so that I'm making sure that my self-care is a high priority. It's a subtle difference, but it over time and as you add each piece of this together makes such a huge difference. Another example that I want to offer you, it's also about taking vacations. Uh, just I have several distinct memories of a few of the very memorable vacations I've been on since becoming a mother and I would just be feeling so burnt out with my kids and really lacking patience and just feeling like there wasn't enough of me and that if I was being the mom I wanted to be then I had to neglect myself and just thinking all kinds of things about that and feeling at my wits end and as a result, not. Being the mom I want to be, but then an opportunity for a vacation would come up, and I would think, Oh, great, if I can just get a little break from my kids, they'll be with grandma and grandpa for a few days. My husband and I will get away, we'll be relaxed, we'll rejuvenate. This will solve everything. That's a little bit like that thought I gave you before. And I would go on the trip, and I would have the best time. And I would think, okay, that did it. I'm all filled up. My cup's filled up and I'm going to get home and I'm going to be patient again. And I'm going to be the mom I want to be. And I'm going to have everything I need for my kids because my self-care is all taken care of. And this trip solved it, right? Which those are some good thoughts to be having, but it's it's just focused on this action will solve it but then and in the moment i felt great but then i would go home and i'd be so excited to see my kids and within 30 minutes i would already be feeling that impatience creeping back up and the not enoughness of not enough of me to be a good mom and to be all the other things i want to be and and then just layer on top of that wait a minute that vacation was supposed to fix this so then I'm feeling panic and guilt and shame and and all these things because my plan didn't work and if a vacation doesn't fix it then what will because that felt like such a big gesture such a big important action to take that really should have solved all of that and it didn't and I would spin into that problem of I'm not going to get another vacation for who knows how long and that was supposed to fill me up and it didn't and here I am back with my kids whom I love dearly and I love being there mom, but I'm already feeling impatient again. And if I'm impatient just 30 minutes after getting a big break from my kids, what am I going to do? And it would just be very perplexing and very discouraging. And I never realized that I was just trying to solve for my feelings with action instead of cleaning up my thinking about my circumstances to then create the feeling that I was going for, which was more balance. Another way that I'll see this play out is I like to envision, and I I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, my life as a plate. That's the way I see it. I've just had this big plate and it's divided into sections. And I have a section for my husband and a section for my kids and a section for me and a section for church and a section for friends and a section for hobbies and you know, all the sections in there that all feel so good. And I I try to intentionally create my plate where it's all working. And I envision that when one section gets too big, that other things literally fall off the edge of my plate because there's only so much room on my plate. And I think about this a little differently now, but with that plate analogy, what I would notice, I can see it differently now, but what I would notice would happen in the past was I would say, okay, I'm I'm overwhelmed here, I'm not doing a good job here, so I need to take something off of my plate to make more room for these other things that that are that are suffering. And so I would, you know, stop helping out at my kid's school or something, which is totally fine and you should do that if that's what you need in the moment, but again, I was always discouraged that even when I would take that thing off, I would still struggle in other areas of my life because it was almost like my plate got smaller rather than some of those sections taking up that space that I opened up when I got rid of the thing on my plate. And so then I would have that same conundrum of, well, if I take something off my plate and then I'm still, still stressed and discouraged, if that action didn't work, then what will work? What will fix this? And now I can see so clearly I can help in my kids' school or not, but it's all about the way I'm thinking about it. So if I spend time thinking, you know, I know how to balance this. I know how to manage this. I know how to make this a priority right now. And then this other thing, a priority later, and nothing ever falls off the edge of my plate. I put things on and off very intentionally. It's never out of my control. Imagine taking helping out in my kids' school off my plate from these two different ways. One way is I'm not making enough time for my kids. I'm too stressed out, so I have to take this off my plate. And another one is in order to prioritize my kids right now, I'm going to make more time for them by intentionally taking a break from helping out at the kids' school. The result ends up being the same, but the feeling is completely different. So, I feel like this naturally leads into time management. And I heard it said recently in a coaching session that time management is thought management. We feeling balanced in our life really comes down to the way we manage our time and our passions, our desires, our hobbies, our responsibilities. And all of that, again, comes down to time management, which is such a valuable thing to feel like you have a handle on in your life. And the way we get a handle on our time management is starting with thought management. This is another area that we try to take action to solve our time management problems. Now, I'm not saying don't take action. You absolutely need to take action, but not in order to create the feeling of organized or confident or... Whatever it is that you are able to feel when you feel like your time is well managed. So an example of what this might look like if you were trying to solve time management problems by taking action rather than cleaning up your thinking about it would be doing things like, oh, if I just buy a new planner. If I attend this time management seminar, if I read these time management books, if I try this one way and it doesn't work, but if I change methods, I bet it will work. These are all actions we take and they're excellent actions. But when we're taking them from this will solve everything, this will create my feeling for me. That's when we fall short. What we need to do is say right now, I believe that I don't have enough time, that I'm too busy, that I'm a mess that people can't count on me, things like that. Those are your more unbalanced thoughts. So we're going to clean up that thinking. We're going to shift it. And we might not be able to go all the way to, I know how to manage my time. That might be the goal thought that you have to take steps toward getting there. But one of my favorite bridge thoughts is what we call it, or ladder thoughts are the step thoughts that get us toward the big goal thought. One of my favorite bridge thoughts is, I'm figuring out how to better manage my time. I'm figuring out how to create balance in my life. If we spend time thinking thoughts like that in order to believe those thoughts about ourselves, then we create the feeling of hope, balance, confidence, organized. And then we take actions like buying a planner, attending a time management seminar, learning whatever method they're teaching at that seminar and then not changing from that method even when we're tempted to, even when we have urges to say, this one's hard, I'll try a different one, it'll work better. Instead, we just say, no, this is the one. Whatever method I do, any of these methods will work. Any of these 10 methods I've ever learned about in my life will work. I just need to pick one and stick to it and clean up my thinking about it the whole time. Spend time thinking, I know this will work. I'm learning how to make time for what is important. I'm open to believing that I have enough time or plenty of time. I'm learning how to spend my time wisely. I'm working on being a good mom. I'm giving you all those thoughts I gave you at the beginning, but just a a little bit lesser version if your brain is having a hard time believing those very strongly worded thoughts that I listed at the beginning in our balanced thoughts list. And so you have to play around with this and figure out what thoughts work for you and what thoughts resonate with you and what thoughts are believable for you. And then spend time thinking those thoughts. And that's how we clean up our thinking. Because if we take a look at the model for any of those other thoughts, which you need to take some time to identify what other kinds of thoughts you're having that are creating the lack of confidence or the hopelessness or the imbalanced feelings and gain a lot of awareness around those thoughts and then take a look at the result that those thoughts are creating for you because the only reason we ever change a thought is because of the results that that thought is creating because we can't change the result without changing the thoughts if we want to keep the thoughts if we want to keep telling that story of I'm too busy or I there needs to be two of me to get all of this done or any, any version of that that you tell yourself. If you want to keep that story, you have to also keep the results that that story is creating for you. If you're ready for new results, you have to try on some new stories and find one that you can start practicing, thinking, and believing today, even if it takes several steps to get towards the really confident thought that you're working on. One final thought I want to leave you with before we move on to the next myth, is focus on being anti busy and pro purpose. This is one way to think about this. There's a very common story we tell ourselves of, oh, I'm just too busy, or, oh, I do that, but I'm too busy. And we kind of like being busy. We tend to hang on to that like it's our favorite blanket, you know, there's just that almost that badge of honor, that busyness badge of honor. And one way that I combat that a little bit is I actually don't even let myself use the word busy because I feel like it's almost an indulgence that word busy to feel busy and to say sentences to other people or to myself like oh but I'm just too busy instead I say oh I'm just not making time for that I would have gotten that done but I just I made time for other things I just call it what it is instead of I'm just too busy because I know when I when I say that I'm busy, it's like I'm giving up ownership of my time almost like it was out of my control. Like I could have done it, but it was out of my control. And instead, I want to say, no, I've made my choices. I have filled my plate exactly how I want to. And I didn't make time for that. And that's why it didn't get done. That's the only reason. And if I were to make time for it, it would have gotten done. But it's not, it's not about being busy. And so I've just stopped using that word as much as possible. And so if you are anti-busy and pro-purpose, then rather than filling up your day with busyness and letting that be your badge of honor, instead, think about the results you're creating. Think about the purpose. Think about your why. And fill up your day in that way, just from that slightly different angle of like the like thought th- the thought i mentioned earlier i know how to manage my priorities i make time for what is important think about how much more easily you would be able to take some time and sit down and play with your kids if it was for a purpose your purpose is as a good mom, I sit on the floor and do nothing with my kids for at least 30 minutes every day. And it's in my schedule and it's one of my priorities and I make time for it. And there's so much purpose in it. It's not busy at all. It's purposeful. And then in the same day, you may put on a show for your kids and go and get some work done. And you're able to be focused in that moment because you might be thinking, oh, but what about my kids? But, oh, I'm letting the TV babysit them for an hour or whatever while I get this work done. But instead you're saying, no, I'm intentionally now making time for this priority. I made time for that priority. Now I'm making time for this priority. Everything in its moment. And there's a purpose for this. The purpose for why I come get some work done is I get to think this way and feel this way and Take these actions and create this result based on this work that I'm accomplishing. And just to think about the purpose of each thing really helps you intentionally create your day and intentionally create your priorities and get away from busy because busy is not always purposeful. Okay, we're ready for myth number two. The second myth that I have identified when it comes to living a balanced life is That feeling balanced is a place that we could arrive at. And I want to tell you that we never arrive at balanced. And we're not meant to. I believe that the mortal brain and the mortal body is not meant for stasis. It's meant for growth and movement and setbacks and forward motion and failures and all of these things constantly dipping into comfort and discomfort. And I think of it a little bit like a dial where you know, like in this episode, we're talking about balanced. And so one extreme end of the dial would be utter chaos and everything crazy all the time. And the other extreme end of the dial would be perfect, no problems, no surprises, everything exactly in order all the time. And neither end of the dial is ever what we're going for. And the middle of that would just be balanced. Some chaos, some things go amazing, and your dial, the needle of on the dial is always moving, just a little bit, and you're taking little steps and actions and managing your mind around. What am I always working on creating? I'm working on creating balance, so that you're always headed for balance, but you almost never stay there. One thing to remember is that there is a time and a season for everything, and I think this is really valuable to understand because if we believe that our life is meant to be in balance all the time we're almost chasing that, like that concept of, you know, the grass is greener over there. Like if I just do this, then I'll feel more balanced. Or as soon as, you know, my child's potty trained, then I'll be able to do this and then I'll feel more balanced. And it goes back to that 50-50 balance that I've talked about in previous episodes that is truly the balance we're always working to achieve and the one that will give us the best experience, the best results, the best experience in this life. When we remind ourselves, the grass is never greener somewhere else. The grass is 50-50 here and it's 50-50 over there. It's just going to be a different set of 50-50. So going back to the time and season of everything, when we have young families or when our husband's deployed or when we're in school, that is the time and the season when there has to be way bigger focuses than normal. So when we have little babies, we're maybe not able to get as much work done or as much housework done or travel as much or any of those things because we're so focused on our little babies and then we just remind ourselves like i'm not out of balance i just this is the time in the season where i'm focusing on this and so it's bigger than other things and if we're not creating awareness around that we might think oh i'm totally out of balance and i need to to shift things around but if we're always just seeking for our own version of balance keeping that in mind, that consideration in mind of the time and season for each thing. Later on, when, like I said, if maybe if we were in school or something like that, then we might say, okay, kids, we're going to get some childcare. Mom's going to have a lot of homework. And that would be the time and season you're in for that. And it would just be a new kind of balance. And when your husband is deployed and you're the only parent, that's a whole new recipe for balance there. And you're always seeking that, that middle of the dial, that balance, Without chasing it, seeking without chasing. When you're chasing it, you're missing the moment you're in right now. But when it's always what you're just gently seeking as the feeling you're wanting to operate from, it allows for so much movement in your dial and it allows for the time and the season that you're in and it allows for that 50 50 balance and that reminder of this moment is amazing and that moment over there will be amazing both have hard and easy parts. One more thing I want to mention about the dial, like that, the needle on the dial, is that our lower brain loves to offer us extremes. And to start watching for that. I'm either an amazing mom or I'm an awful mom. There's, there's not, when you're in your lower brain, there's not a lot of room for the, in the middle of I'm being exactly the mom I want to be and the mom I want to be makes mistakes and the mom I want to be does amazing things and I want to show my kids my humanness and I want to apologize when I make mistakes and try again and when I do amazing things I want to pat myself on the back and and celebrate me and the middle of that is just that humanness and that balance of of neither extreme we can't be robots and we're not a mess either we're just in the middle even if that needle is always moving. And so if our lower brain is offering us extremes, we might build evidence one way or the other, usually towards the negative side of the dial. And we might be doing awesome in balancing our lives and in being the mom we wanna be and in pursuing our dreams. And then one or two things happen that might be a little contrary to what we've been working on. For example, we might fail at something or make a mistake or forget to attend something or complete something. And our lower brain is quick to say see we're a mess like all the way to the end of that extreme instead of just saying like oh i just went a couple of ticks that way and now i'll i'll head i'll head it back this way and you know just moving around on that dial instead it just wants to drop the needle all the way to my life is in total chaos so watch for your brain doing that and just be on to it just say it's okay i understand why you're offering me that thought but i'm on to you and that thought doesn't serve me And what I do believe about myself because I spend time thinking it is I'm just always figuring this out. I'm figuring out how to balance my life. And it's a journey and an adventure and it goes on our whole lives. We never arrive and we're not meant to. Another thought that brings me a lot of comfort when I'm not in perfect balance. And so my lower brain sends up a red flag, right? And it says, uh oh, we're out of balance. And I just say, it's okay. You know, I'll never be in balance. I'm always just moving around on the dial. And I'll answer my lower brain with a thought like this is the part of my life where I'm working more than usual or this is the part of my life where I don't see my friends very much because I spend a lot of time with my little kids or this is the part of my life where I don't get to see my husband very much because he's deployed or this is the part of my life where we don't have very much money. And then later on in your life or, you know, when your circumstances change, you might say this is the part of my life where we have more money than we need and to just own those parts in your journey. As you continue to gently seek for balance, balance in all things, remembering that part of that balance is owning all the imbalance. Part of that balance is knowing we're moving all the time. We never arrive. So there's not going to be parts of your life where you're nailing it and parts of your life where you're failing it. It's just a gentle seeking all the time. So your mission for this episode is to spend some time gaining awareness around your relationship with seeking balance. Is it a chase right now? Does it feel like you're already there? Does it feel very far away achieving that feeling of balance? And in what ways are you trying to take action to find more balance in your life? And what are you currently thinking about your life and your ability to be balanced? And once you gain awareness around what you're currently thinking, what you're currently feeling and what you're currently doing, ask yourself what result that's creating for you all in regards to feeling balanced in your life or imbalanced in your life, whatever it is that you're currently feeling. And in that circumstance line, it's just you. And you might also put your name, your kids, their ages, just kind of I'll often put what's on my plate in my circumstance line, but very factually. Remember, that's important for the circumstance line. And so you might put, I work 20 hours a week or, you know, husbands deployed, temporarily solo parenting or just any facts that currently represent your life's plate. And then you take a look at what you're thinking about that plate and what feelings those thoughts are creating. And what actions you're taking from those feelings and what result you are currently creating in your life. Gaining awareness around this is always the first step. Once you have a good handle on how that is all going for you, then that's when you're ready to say, I see now that my thoughts are creating this result for me and I love this result and I want to keep all these thoughts. Or this result is not my favorite. I am looking to create either a slightly different result or a dramatically different result. I watch myself trying to take actions to get a different result. And I'm going to be on to myself now and say, I can see why that's very enticing to do that. But instead, I'm going to start with the thoughts. I'm going to clean up my thinking about what it takes for me to feel balanced and what I'm making all these things mean. And I'm going to slow down on just trying to take action after action to fix this. And I'm going to instead spend lots of time on what I think and believe about myself and my ability to manage my time and my ability to create balance for myself And as all of that becomes more real and believable to me, and I create that feeling for myself and then take action from that place, I will watch my results line change to match more of what I am working towards. So that is what I have for you guys today. We're going to end with a hot mess moment that one of my listeners shared with me recently. Her name is Lisa. And she told me this funny story where she went running with a few friends And what they do is they all park at the bottom of the canyon and then one car drives all the runners up to the top of the canyon. They leave that car there and then they all run down and when they're done with their run they go get the one car that's at the top. And she's done this many many times. She is an avid runner and they did their run and it went great and they got to the bottom And they saw the three cars that were there. And they saw the space that she had parked in originally. It was her car that drove to the top to bring them all down. And she had parked before they went to the top. And it was one car and then her car and then the other two cars. And that space sat empty. And her first thought was, someone stole my car. Where's my car? It's gone. And she freaked out. And the one friend she was with at the time, because the others were still finishing the run, didn't really remember, I guess, that they had driven her car to the top either. And they both just start kind of panicking, looking around. And Lisa was so sure that her car was stolen that she immediately got on the phone with the police. She called 911 to report her car being stolen. And they're asking her all kinds of questions. And she's saying, no, I just parked it here and it's gone. And I have my key right here with me. And suddenly her brain just catches up. And she was laughing so hard as she told this to me. And she blames it on that all of her brain power goes into her legs instead of into her brain when she's running. And she suddenly remembered that her car was at the top. And she was so embarrassed that she was on the phone with 911 when she knew where her car was really the whole time. She had just forgotten. And so... She's laughing and embarrassed and apologizing and she explains to the operator what had happened and and hung up the phone with them and just kind of put her tail between her legs, just laughing all the way and got in her friend's car and they drove up to get her car and she just was cracking up the whole time because this is not a new experience for her. She's done this so many times where one car's at the top and it was her car at the top. Oh, it's so funny. Thank you so much for sharing that hot mess moment with us, Lisa. We love to remember that we're all human and that we're all in this together and to just embrace it and enjoy it and to laugh through it. Thank you so much for making time in your day to listen to this episode. If you are enjoying this podcast, please go to my website, simplyresilient.net. To download my free guide to thriving during deployment. I also love when you share this podcast with your friends and rate and review it. Remember that when we choose to intentionally manage our minds, we go from feeling mentally miserable to feeling like a mental warrior. You've got this. I'll talk to you soon. Over and out.